What's up, guys, and welcome to episode 28 of the Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Randy. And I'm your host, Konu. And before we get into this week's episode, do us a favor and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. means everything to us. Also, make sure to give us a follow on social, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Dodger Yard. And you can find my personal at Randy underscore Radcliffe. And you can find our personal at Michael Konu, M-Y-K-L-K-O-N-U. And so let's get into this. Um, I don't know about you, but a week ago we were crowned the world champions and I can't like stop thinking about it. I'm still kind of in disbelief. Like I wake up every morning and one of the first things I do is go on social media to like make sure that I'm not tripping out. Uh, Cause 2020 has been so fucked up in every way possible that it's like, why would this not feel like some evil joke that we won the world series? But a week has gone by. We're still here. Uh, I've ordered way too much World Series gear, um, but it's all good. It's a, it's a once in a I lifetime thing. Any. See, I got on it so quickly because it sells out fast, and like yeah, all it's gone. I, I waited too long. Yeah, it'll. The thing is though, is I think it'll all kind of repick itself, especially once we get closer to the season. We'll see newer yeah. gear that they'll come out with too. So it's like. I just, I went a little crazy. Once it gets but... closer to spring training, I think is when I'll start getting more stuff. Yeah. And the good thing, well, the, what I did too is like, so Fanatics has a 365 day return policy. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to order everything I want. And then if like a week or two goes by and I'm like, okay, I need, I didn't actually need this. I can just return it as long return as I don't it. use, as long as I don't use it. So I was like, I'm just going to get it out of my system and buy a bunch of world series stuff. Cause like I had the urge and then I'm like, I know once it all gets here, I'll be able to look at all the shit I bought and been like, okay, I don't need this. Like, I don't need four hats. I'll return three of them. So I won't use any of it cause they're closed, but I figured it's, I'd rather get it than have it sell out on me and not be able to get it. Yeah. So I, I think but. my dad ordered a, a hat, but it said it wasn't going to come till like December 30th. So that's oh, yeah. Wild. yeah, my, mine says the same thing, but I think that's not 100% true because they said that about my World Series hat in like 2017 and it showed up like the day after we lost <laughs> so um that's brutal yeah it was it was not a good time but uh yeah hopefully it gets here quick because I know there's a lot of people who are going to want to wear them and uh especially those that have family members and on other teams going to need those bragging rights for the holidays so um as always, we kind of know with baseball, there's not much of an off season. Of course, there are no games, but from the get-go, from the end of the season, pretty much the next day, free agents are, free agency's active now. So guys are free agents. They can sign with any team. It's no longer just the one team. So there's plenty to talk about, even in a week, even just one week into the off season. So we are going to get right into that. Um, on Friday, the Dodgers declined Jimmy Nelson's $2 million option. So he has become a free agent. They paid him a 500000 buyout. And he never uh, pitched with the Dodgers due to a lower back injury. And he had surgery before the season even started. So uh, they really got nothing out of him. But I'm pretty sure he gets a I chance. like Tom Kohler as well. Like they did that with Tom Kohler. Yeah, yeah. He got, he got I hurt think, and he didn't pitch at all. Yeah, they, they've had a couple guys that, unfortunately, that happens. But, hey, I guess good for him because I think he gets a ring since technically he was, yeah, in, he he was, was on the team. He was injured. So, <laughs> hey, good for him. Like, so I, I just assumed that they would kind of – I don't want to say pick it up, but uh, – okay, yes. Yeah, so I assumed they would pick it up just to attempt to get something out of him because maybe he could be a useful bullpen piece. But uh, it's only $2 million. So since they decided to decline that, it I think it speaks volumes that they – 
are not going to bring him back at all. Yeah. The only other option, which I, I agree with you, I don't really think he'll come back as they could go, hey, we'll sign you to a one year, one million or an incentivized contract. But there's a couple, we'll get into this in a little bit, but there's a couple free agents out there on the market who could be good for the bullpen or uh, or possibly even the starting rotation, depending on if you want to look at that. So Dodgers don't necessarily have to make a move like that work. Um, but another guy, Terrence Gore on Sunday, he was outrighted to OKC. So he only played in two games in July for the Dodgers and he was on the NLDS roster, but he did not play. Uh, they, I think they DFA'd him at one point this season. Nobody picked him up. So the Dodgers got him back on the roster. Um, but with the Jimmy Nelson and Terrence Gore move, the 40 man roster is now down to 31 players. And there isn't much significance to that, except unless you pay attention closely to minor leaguers, the rule five draft is coming up. So by November 20th, teams must take minor leaguers Basically, I'm not going to get too much into it because we'll go over it, but basically minor leaguers that have been there, I think it's for five years and have not made it to the 40 man roster have to be put on the 40 man roster or they can be traded or let go to another team, whatever that is, but we will get more into that uh, in a week or two so that way you guys know exactly what that is, but that's really it for the roster size they've got nine open spots so anything could happen. Uh, the deadline for qualifying offers, which we mentioned briefly last week, it was on Sunday for all the teams in baseball. The Dodgers did not extend a qualifying offer to any player. Uh, there were only six in all of baseball, which I feel like is a fairly low number. But then again, I don't know how many of these, how many of those players actually deserve to be paid 18 million a year. Well, Marcus Simeon didn't get a qualifying offer and I, he's had pretty good seasons, so he should probably have been one to be worth 18 million dollars a year it doesn't surprise so me considering the team it, he it plays for yeah, <laughs> so yeah there's true. yeah with with covid unfortunately everything i've been reading on twitter and from baseball writers it just sounds like this is gonna be a rough off season uh luckily the dodgers got their ring they also have their money they paid mookie so it it might not be too bad for us but i expect a lot of players to get screwed especially by the smaller market teams um which is very unfortunate and bad for baseball but we will see what happens there's a decent amount of free agents though that will have to be picked up uh some of those are dodger free agents so really quickly we've talked about this a lot but just as a reminder pedro baez kike hernandez uh jake mcgee jock peterson blake trinan justin turner and alex wood are all free agents now um they can sign with any team as of the as of a couple days ago, I think it was. So like I said, anything can happen. We have still not heard anything uh, in regards to Turner, what's happening there with the, whole, with the whole COVID thing. Someone said on Twitter that apparently MLB is thinking about possibly suspending him. So signing him to a new contract may be questionable for some teams, which I think if that's the case, that's total bullshit because they didn't suspend any of these teams or players that apparently went to strip clubs and put their whole team at risk and all that good stuff. So I don't think that'll happen. Um, and they surely didn't suspend any of the Astros players for yeah. actually cheating. Yeah. And I, I get like a lot of people argue the point that it's not the same thing, but look, if they weren't in a bubble, we would have much more of a conversation to talk about, but 
They were in a bubble. They were around his teammates for seven innings before MLB did anything. Let's be honest. MLB really doesn't care. They're just mad that this is now public and everybody is asking questions. They don't care. Otherwise they would have got Turner off the field much sooner than they did. Uh, they wouldn't have let fans on the field or they wouldn't have let fans into the stadium if they actually cared about the players health. So don't don't let MLB and Manfred confuse you. This is not about the players' health. This is about them taking blame, and they don't want to. So I don't think that will affect Justin Turner and free agency. I just think MLB is hoping to take some of the kind of attention off themselves. Well, I, just, I think JT is going to end up coming back anyway. Um, so do I. Out of all the other ones, out of all the other Dodger free agents, I'm like 100% sure he's coming back. The other ones, it's it's up in the air. So yeah, Turner, I think comes back. I think there's a good chance uh, the DH will return in 2021 because after the 2021 season, they are negotiating the new collective bargain agreement. So I think they're going to run the, the DH. They had guys like Justin Turner and Freddie Freeman come out this season and say, now that our teams have used DH full-time, we like it. I've seen a lot of fans opinions change on the DH. Um, so I, I really think that could be something we see too. And then Turner would be huge uh, because he's the perfect DH candidate. And so we'll see what happens there, but I'm with you. Uh, Trinan, I think might return, but I don't know if they're going to want to, if they're going to, or if they have their eyes elsewhere. The only other one that I thought was a maybe would be Kike, but I don't think he's long-term. So if the Dodgers did sign him, I think it would only be for two to three years. And I don't think Kike is going to want that. Uh, this is the first time he hit free agency. So I think he's going to want that big contract as much as he yeah. can get. So I don't think for that reason, he will return. Uh, and kind of same thing for Jock. I don't see Jock getting a long-term contract from the Dodgers. And I don't think that they are going to sign him to like a five or six year deal which is probably what he's going to look for yeah i was i had the, the same thoughts um obviously wood's not coming back i don't think mcgee will come back obviously nelson's gone now um peterson i thought about it but like you said i don't think they're going to give him a long-term contract i've joked all uh, off se all season about kike signing with the giants it was just a joke, guys. Relax. Um, <laughs> I think I think if he did, he will sign elsewhere, but it'll probably be like he'll probably go back to Miami or something, since Miami has like a huge Puerto Rican um, population. Um, who else is a buyers and China were the only ones that was I was really up in the air with, but since there are better free agents, even though they might be more expensive, um, that one's really still up in the air with those two. Well, here, since we're talking about it, uh, we can go into those free agents that we're talking about for bullpen pieces. I know we each kind of wrote down a couple. I think we crossed paths on a couple of those. Uh, so you know more about these players. So I'm going to give the names and you can kind of explain the fit, what you think is going to be best for them uh, and what, why maybe fans should pay attention to these guys. But the first one on my list when it came, not overall, but when it came to uh, pitching, especially the bullpen, was Liam Hendricks, right-handed pitcher. My thought was he would be fantastic with Jansen falling off. We don't know exactly what the plan for Brewstar is just yet, um, especially if we don't keep trying. So I know you were big on Hendricks, and so you can give us your thoughts on him and what you yeah. think he would get for us. So I was thinking we just need a, a closer who could pretty much shut things down and Hendricks was probably the best closer in baseball this year. 
uh, Liam Hendricks um, is pretty much that shutdown closer. I think the Dodgers need since Jansen has completely fallen off. I don't. He's so inconsistent now. It's I don't know what's going on. Um, there was a there was another one I was thinking of. Um, oh, Brad Hand. Even though his fastball velocity has kind of diminished, I think he could still be useful uh, out of the pen. But those probably are like my two main ones as far as bullpen pieces go would be Hendricks and Hand just because I think we need another closer because Jansen just isn't the answer anymore. But if we're not talking about closers, there are some other ones, but I'll get into that in, in a little bit. Yeah, I did have Brand Hand on there as well. Brad Hand on there as well, uh, left-handed pitcher, which he had his $10 million option declined by the Indians, which doesn't surprise me because it's the Indians, but at the same time, like, I kind of feel like that might be what's not too great with baseball because he wasn't bad by any measure. He was still good. And the fact that teams are willingly just like, no, we don't want to pay you 10 million, I think kind of shows where things are headed. Um, this is one I put down on my list because I was going through ESPN's article today to see their top 100. And it was just a name I came across. I don't know too much about him. So I thought maybe you would be able to give some feedback. But what are your thoughts on uh, Trevor May? Because he's a free agent too, and he'll be 31 yeah, next season. Yeah, I, I, he was actually on my list as far as like kind of middle relief kind of setup type players. Um, he's had a few good years with Minnesota. Um, he's one of the bullpen pieces that they desperately need, and they're, I think they're trying to get him back. But, you know, money talks. So hopefully, if the Dodgers find it necessary, which I think they should find it necessary, mm-hmm. bullpen's probably the biggest thing they need this offseason. Um, he would be a very good piece to go after because he, he throws hard and he's got like good off speed pitches as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I just want to pause really quick. This is for everyone who's listening. Uh, we just want to apologize. If you guys hear some noise in the background, we had to start, we started a little bit earlier today and there was kind of a clash in schedule. So there's some stuff being worked on outside. So just bear with us and it's only going to be yeah. for this week. So I just wanted to let you guys know that's not a normal they thing. They thought just... it was a good idea to put sprinkles in at eight o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> so yeah. just bear with us. Uh, and it's, this is, we'll, we'll be back to normal on our normal schedule next week. Um, but yeah, back to Trevor May. He was a name I saw popped up, kind of liked it. Uh, Liam Hendricks, 32, Brad Hand, 31, Trevor May, 31. So that one I was interested in. As There's for... also Kirby Yates, though. I know I... he's 34 and he's with the Padres, but I'm not necessarily, he has to be the closer, but I think he could be a decent setup man. Or I liked Kirby Yates. However, I just always worry about pitchers coming off injuries like, or having surgery like he did. I think he had some bodies removed from his elbow, loose bodies or something like that. And then he was a, I mean, he had Tommy John like 12 years ago, but again, that's not, not a big deal about that. It seems like every pitcher nowadays is heading down Tommy John at some point if they didn't already have it. So um, I wouldn't be too worried if they put him on like a one-year deal and see what they could get from him. Uh, Cause he was fantastic I mean, when he was. There, there are some, some good options. I mean, much like Yates, Ken Giles also had to have surgery on his elbow. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Workman, I think, was with the Red Sox, but I think he had a pretty good year, one of the only ones. Um, there's also Roberto Osuna, but I believe he has some domestic violence issues. Yeah. So probably not that one, but yeah. he's the youngest one on the list. By, yeah, no, by I don't. Bit. My my yeah. guess is he doesn't come anywhere near LA because I remember yeah. how much heat the Astros got just for even trading for him. 
So yeah, I don't I don't see him coming. There's also here. Shane Green. Thank you, Shane Green from the. I Brave. did see him on there too. I didn't I didn't add him to my list because I was a hundred percent sure. Because at the same time, one thing that's so weird about the Dodgers is the versatility of everyone. Is that you have to keep in mind. So next year, I was looking because I was looking at starting pitchers too because technically the Dodgers don't need starting pitching, but you can never have enough. So if the ability there is to sign a starter who is very good, a lot of teams will take, will go for it if they have the money. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at the starting rotation of Kershaw, Bueller, Urias, Price, Gonsolin, and May, and that's not in any specific order. Those are just your starters. Um, one of those guys is going to have to go to the bullpen unless they go with a six man starter, which is not, yeah extremely likely and then you still have to think about Mitchell White you still have to think about Josiah Gray do you keep them down in the minors or do you put them in the bullpen so it kind of depends I think what the Dodgers are going to do there as well I saw Um, on um, MLB trade rumors I think that's the the Twitter Um, they had posted about the best 50 free agents and where they'll go they had Trevor Bauer actually going to the Dodgers because the Dodgers so analytically inclined and um, he's obviously a California boy, went to UCLA. Um, so they had him, they had Trevor Bauer signing with the Dodgers. And I think during their live chat, they had Gonsolin going to the bullpen, which makes a lot of sense. I kind of like Gonsolin in the bullpen. Um, and then they said that the pitchers who usually are on the verge of being called up usually start in the bullpen anyway, like Bueller did in 17. Yeah. May and such have done it as well. So like Josiah Gray and Mitchell White could start in the bullpen until there's a spot available for them. Yeah. And, and coming off such a weird season of 2020, you have no idea what kind of injuries you're going to be looking at with pitchers in 2021. I hope it's minimal, but it would be very naive to think that pitchers came and had a 60 game season and then another off season before heading into spring training, which we don't even know how normal spring training is going to be right now with COVID. Uh, so it would be very naive of any team to think, Hey, our starting rotation set, let's stick with them. Uh, you bring up Trevor Bauer. He is obviously the most notable, uh, I think pitcher that is in free agency. Uh, there's a lot of opinions around him and it has absolutely nothing to do with his ability to throw a baseball but it's who he is as a person. I am not the biggest fan of who he is. I don't know quite, I haven't quite decided how I'd feel if he was on the team. My biggest thing is he seems like a douchebag. Um, he seems like a problem. It's not anything that I'd be like, wow, you're a piece of shit. Like you don't deserve to be in baseball. It's one more of those things that's like, dude, you're a grown man. Like, do you really like, what is the purpose of doing these things? Like, that's kind of how I feel with him is like, we don't need that in LA. We don't need another distraction. We don't need someone who's going on the internet, picking fights with people. So like if the Dodgers had a conversation with him, but the thing is, is Bauer is going to be Bauer, which like I respected. He's not going to let anyone tell him what to do, but if the Dodgers were like, Hey, you need to get your shit together. Like you represent the team and then maybe I could see them going after him. Uh, I think they'd love to have him. Whether or not they want to deal with what the PR that comes with him is an entirely different story. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also like Marcus Stroman, but Trevor Bauer is just a, the yeah. better pitcher. But I, I agree, the personality issues, it may clash with a lot of people inside the clubhouse. So I, I don't know. But I think they're in a unique position where they could just flex their... their uh, financial muscles and just be like you know what we're gonna have Trevor Bauer and we're gonna go for it again 
I, I can see them doing that, but yeah, the the personality issues might be a problem. For the I just Dodgers. feel like we've seen it with the Dodgers enough that they don't mess with that kind of stuff. Uh, we saw the whole Chapman thing. I know, obviously, domestic violence is nowhere comparable to like like what Bauer's doing is not even close to on anything of the same scale as domestic violence. I don't right. want to say that He's at just all. Just a dick. Yeah, but like when even just the moment Chapman's name got brought up, the Dodgers pulled out of that immediately. Again, there's no comparison between what Bauer does and domestic violence, but I think it shows how quickly the Dodgers are like, no, the Urias thing you can argue is a little bit different because he came up in the system. There is maybe the possibility that they feel some responsibility for Urias because he came up so young and they had him here so young and probably could have done a better job of um helping him get adjusted to because we see it all the time especially with players from different countries adjustments stuff like that so i think it's different when the player comes up with your team the dodgers probably felt like they had a responsibility to stick it through with urias uh but when it comes to free agents or trading we see them back out very quickly so it'll be interesting uh i think he would love to be in la like you said he's from there he's born in north hollywood so um We'll see what happens. He is the best pitcher out there. He would make the rotation the most unbeatable thing in the world. He reminds me somewhat of Bueller. Uh, the only difference is I feel like Bueller kind of knows his spot with the team. I'd be a little bit worried that someone like Bauer might tick someone like Kershaw off. Um, so we'll see though. I, I, mean, I don't maybe, but if, if Madison Bumgarner doesn't tick Kershaw off, maybe that's there's true. a chance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're really good friends. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah but who knows um the dodgers will do whatever's best i always tell myself that what the dodgers do i'm gonna stick by it because i think that they know these players better than anybody else they have intel on these players that fans don't see uh so it, it we'll see what happens i think if he ends up in la it's like i said it's gonna make the rotation insane it's gonna piss off a lot of people it's gonna make a lot of people happy but uh, I think at the end of the day, the Dodgers are focused on bringing home another ring. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, Stroman was another one I was interested in. I don't know necessarily if he is much more of an improvement over what we have, but I think he has the stuff. It's just a matter of him being worked with because uh, he was very good. And I will never forget being at the uh, World Baseball Classic finals when he pitched for Team USA. That was insane. I was at that game. Uh, and he was so much fun to watch. I love the personality he brings to the field. I think he's a lot of fun. Uh, and I think baseball needs more of that. So I would not mind seeing him on the Dodgers. But again, it goes back to Kershaw, Bueller, Urias, Price, Gonsolin, and May and what they plan on doing there. Um, so I think there's it. Well, that was really it for my list. But I think we have one more person on our list oh, oh before we moved on to the other part of the list like the position players i was going to say that during that live chat that uh mlb rumors had they were talking about the dodgers might be interested in actually trading david price um huh. because he's he's 34 yeah um he did miss the season but since he should be like 100 percent okay to to have a healthy season but they were also thinking he might not be able to pitch any more than 150 innings so getting another starting pitcher like maybe a Stroman would be better for the team and moving Gonsolin into to the bullpen I'd almost be interested to see it I think trading I don't have a problem with them trading price I do want to see him in Dodger Blue I love what he did for the minor leaguers um 
and I like the type of person he is what it seems like he's trying to do in LA and make sure that he's not just here to play baseball he's trying to make an impact and I like that I respect it um I think I might be actually kind of curious though to see what someone like David Price could do out of the bullpen he's a big dude coming off he's a big left he's got the stuff a lot of times it's been whether or not he can stay healthy um, but I would also understand them trading him. It's just whether or not you're going to find a team that's going to want to take on that contract because that was a big deal, a part of the trade with the Red Sox. Yeah. So, I mean, the Dodgers have money. They can eat some. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, I never thought about him coming out of the bullpen, so that would kind of be interesting to see how he does there, but I think this is all going to be a mute point. He's going to end up being a starter on the team next year i think so too and since we're talking about money and not caring about spending money uh extend Corey seager now before he has a chance to go off next year and then has to fight in free agency i don't care what he wants you can pay him what he thinks he's gonna get in free agency next year but you need to find a way to keep that man here in la i think they'll have talks i don't know if they'll get a deal done but i i'm pretty sure the dodgers do want him back yeah he's essential that he comes back he's a scott boris guy so i don't know how much extension talks i think i think there's only been one player that boris has ever extended and i think it was strasburg uh i don't think boris extends players very much he he likes his money he wants his free agency it's his job to get players the most so i respect it if he wants he likes teams competing against each other driving up the prices yeah yep um anything that gets his business going so but just get Seager what he deserves keeping him out in LA and I'll be happy and I think with that point it kind of leads us into a position player that is very interesting to me intrigues me a lot but I think there's a couple moving pieces that would have to come into place but a couple years ago I was very high on DJ LeMahieu a lot of people laughed at me thought I was stupid told me his numbers would never translate out of Coors Field so haha jokes on you guys you're idiots and we should have got DJ LeMahieu but um he's to be a free agent again and I don't know how many years he's looking for um but I would be very interested in picking him up but here's the thing if you pick him up and you put him at second base what do you do with Gavin Lux then you have to figure out because if you're putting DJ LeMahieu at second base, you're not signing him to a one-year deal, probably not signing him to a two-year. It's probably going to be three or four years is my assumption somewhere around there. So what do you do with Lux? There's a couple options. You either don't resign. Well, you can resign Turner if there's a DH and you move Seager over to third base and start that transition, which I don't know if you want to do that in his potential walk year and piss him yeah, off. Uh, but LeMahieu played third for the Yankees last year. Since oh, did he? So many injuries. He played. He played second, short, third, and first. He okay. played all over the infield. Okay, I yeah. didn't realize he played. I thought he played mostly on the right side of the infield. Um, okay, so then I mean, even in that case, you don't even have to worry about it. You could just put him at third, put Turner at DH, or don't keep Turner. Um, there was also MLB mentioned this. I don't think it would happen, but it could be super interesting. Uh, I think this is a very out of the world type situation, but what kind of brought me up a little bit more on the LeMahieu thing was if they got him to play second base and let's say they moved on from Lux, uh, this is what MLB said. What if they tried to go after Lindor? So you trade Lux to the Indians, you put LeMahieu at second, you have Lindor at short and you have Corey Seager at third base, whether or not you're going to be able to re-sign Lindor, who knows, but that would be a hell of an infield uh, with Muncie at first base, LeMahieu at second. It's very wild and it's very out there. Um, I do not, there's no way I want Lindor over Seager. 
So my only option is putting him at short and moving Seager to third and probably having to trade Lux to get rid of, uh, or in, to get Lindor, they're pro they'd probably have to trade someone like Lux. And I, I still would like to give Lux a chance. I just, after this year, um, I, I'm happy with the team we have. If they have to figure something out, I'd be happy if Lux stays too. Like, I'm not saying I want this to happen. It was just a very intriguing scenario that I read on MLB.com. And I was like, huh, I imagine I was like, if they're going to trade for Lindor at that point, just go for LeMahieu and have the most insane infield in baseball. Yeah, see, LeMahieu is a, a gold club caliber uh, second baseman. Um, I think he, he fits perfectly. He's a contact hitter as well, which I think the Dodgers could use in that lineup because it's yeah. mostly a lot of power. I mean, Mookie can do kind of do both. Corey Seager can do both. I don't but even know just... what you would do at that point because you mentioned Mookie. Like, DJ LeMahieu's a leadoff guy for the most part. For At least he was for the Yankees. You're not going to hit him second because that's Corey Seager. So, like, what? Do you have DJ LeMahieu hitting third? Like, the guy who just won. I think he won the AL batting title, right? I mean, they put Justin Turner third. He doesn't have that much power. I think they, they're probably the same as far as power goes. Um, even though LeMahieu does play in New York, kind of like a sandbox type yeah. of a place. But I think having a contact hitter there, it, it, it would work. I think LeMahieu can bat third or fifth, whatever. Yeah, no, I just, I meant more so just the depth of the lineup. Like imagine having DJ yeah. LeMahieu on your team and he doesn't hit until the third spot. But yeah. Well, then if, if you add Lindor, we're really trying to figure <laughs> out where all these, where all these players are going to hit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my thinking was, I'm definitely interested in LeMahieu because I was two years ago. Um, nobody would listen to me, but that's all right. Nobody listens to me anyway. Um, so again, yeah, what is that? What does that mean for Lux? Um, I'm still a big fan of Lux, but I do want to see him play every day. So in that case, I think he needs to be traded. For my, I guess, uh, selfish reasons, I do want to see him play every day. So if he needs to be traded, then he needs to be traded. I'm fine with it, and I'll be glad to watch him go put up some crazy numbers somewhere else because I still have faith in the kid. Um, so I definitely welcome a trade. Um, I think young players kind of need to to play every day, find a groove. I mean, we've seen it with Verdugo. He struggled the first few years because he wasn't getting consistent playing time. He gets consistent playing time, and all of a sudden he turns into this 300 hitter. He got hurt, unfortunately, and then it was traded for Mookie. Hi, Mookie. Um, <laughs> but I think I think young players just they need to play every day. Like Guerrero Jr. starts off pretty slow the last two years and then finishes hot. Luis Roberts started off a little hot, got really cold, and then got hot again. So I I just think players feel more comfortable, or especially young players feel more comfortable and are better equipped to to play every day if they know their spot's not gonna be taken away if they go on a cold streak. Especially Lux, I think. I think there's yeah. some players that can figure it out and kind of work with it, but I don't think that is Lux. Um, he seems very mental. We've already seen, like, he's a very mental player. We've already seen him have the yips once or twice in his career, and he's, what, 21, uh, 22? So 22, whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I, for him, he is going to have to play every single day. But it also comes into play that if Kike's not on the team, I don't know who else's spot would be second base because you're going to keep Bellinger in center field, most likely. Um, you keep Mookie in right. You put Muncie at first. So then maybe Lux is at second base every single day. But again, you just don't really know. And I, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. And I saw some people saying, or at least on MLB Trade Rumors, that 
the Dodgers are kind of interested in jerks and profile as well to take Kike's spot because mm. he can play all over the field and he also hits better than Kike does. Um, sorry, Kike fans. Um, so yeah, it's 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 one of those things where I feel like they could do that, but also McKinstry can maybe do Profar spot too as well. Yeah. Uh, the only difference is Profar is a switch hitter, so he I I have to check his numbers. So I don't know which side he hits better from, but since he's a switch hitter, he could play against either um, handed pitcher if somebody needs like a day off or something. I could see that, but uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be mad if Lux was the everyday second baseman or at least five out of seven games I think that would be fine or six out of seven games I just think he he's someone who needs to be in there more often than not because I mean we've seen him getting a little bit of grooves and then he gets sit down and then he's he's start trying to find it again but I do think he needs to change his swing I know he's comfortable with his him with his bat like kind of swinging behind his head and his hands behind his head but I think he needs to get it into a more competitive position the load up needs to be a uh, quicker. Like Taylor kind of does the same things, but he does it really early in his at bat. Lux does it super late in his at bat. Uh, they do that kind of like swing thing behind their head. So if he changes that and gets his load up uh, quicker, I think he's going to be a really, really, really good hitter. Uh, but that is something that needs to be changed. Yeah, he he looks like he can't keep up with anything right now in the big leagues. Uh, but again, it's probably a big adjustment thing. Obviously triple A is absolutely. Which is interesting because he's got really fast hands. And we've seen that in the, the diamondbacks game when he hit the home run to left field. Uh, was it Weaver? Weaver threw a pitch like on the outside and because Lux's load is like super late, but he's, his hands were so fast. He was able to, to get to it. We saw it the year before when he turned on a like a hundred mile an hour fastball from a lefty in uh, Baltimore for his first home run as a major leaguer. So he he has really fast hands, but I think the load really hinders him from doing what he can do. Yeah, for me, all I really want is I just want to know what I want an answer for for him in 2021. They either need to trade him or they need to have him play every day. Um, he's losing value the longer they keep him down at the minor leagues after everyone he was this number one prospect and now he's not even being talked about. Um, so they either need to get something out of him or they need to have him out there and play every day. But this whole back and forth, I don't think is doing anyone any good. Uh, it's like you kind of mentioned with Verdugo, Verdugo was up and down those first couple of years and then got consistent playing time. I think we're going to need to see the same from Lux. Uh, so you either got to trade him or play him out there for, like you said, five or six games or a week. You can change positions. Last year I was me. And there was a, there was a quite a few a subset of Dodgers Twitter who was thinking that he could, because he's so athletic, he could play the outfield. We were thinking left field would be a good left, spot for yeah. him. Yeah. I think left field would be a good spot for him. He doesn't have the strongest arm. Neither does he's Pollock. Fast. And I, he's, he's fast. Yeah, I think, I think he have a lot of range out there in left field. Um, so that was my thinking. You put him in left field, and then him and Pollock can kind of platoon for for what it is. Like defensively, defensively, Lux can get to the ball. It's what he does with the ball after he gets to it that is usually problematic. Yeah. At second base, he 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 can get to the ball. He has good good range. He could make diving plays. It's the throw that's yeah. kind of the issue. So if you put him and in, when left- you're in the outfield, I mean we. Mookie and uh, Bellinger have good arms, but Pollock doesn't have a good arm at all. So if you, you can, neither does Jock. So you can throw Lux out there, and I think that'd be fine. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried there. But um, was there any other? And then you sign LeMahieu to play second base, and we're all good to go. 
Yeah, that would be fantastic. And you don't even need to trade for Lindor either. That would just be the next like over the top move. But um, I, I, I'd like to see him get LeMahieu. I don't know how reasonable that is, uh, but it would be very interesting. I think he'd be great. I was also like, I know this isn't LeMahieu and I'm not saying he is, but I know a lot of people probably won't like it, but that's fine. I also would like Colton Wong just because he's one of the better defensive uh, second basemen. And also he can hit just a little bit. Um, so was he? I think he's 30, but and he's from Hawaii, so he he playing semi close to home. I think uh, Colton Wong would be also a nice addition. I'd rather have LeMayhew though. Yeah, I just I don't have a problem with Colton Wong except for he pisses me off because every time we played him as a Cardinal, he pissed me off. So I I don't like him for that reason. Nothing against his baseball ability though. So um, I don't know how many moves the Dodgers will actually be making I think it'll be interesting now that they got the World Series it's not as much pressure uh like I fully believe had they won in 2019 Mookie probably would not be on the team now uh they wouldn't feel the need to have pushed that hardly to get that player that can put them over the top so I'm wondering if they're gonna have that kind of mentality like we need to fill up a couple spots in the bullpen but they don't need yeah. a big guy like a Lindor or a LeMahieu to go repeat what right. they did. Um, yeah. So um, back to kind of like the, the MLB, sorry guys, back to the MLB uh, trade rumor thing. It was, so they were saying that the Dodgers didn't need Garrett Cole, but they kind of went after him because it's like a, a luxury and they threw a lot of money at him, but the, the Yankees were always his first choice. It was his team. He loved growing up. Um, so that's why they had Bauer going to the Dodgers because do the Dodgers need Bauer? Absolutely not. But they're at a luxury at this point. They won the World Series. They could just say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just try to do this again and throw all the money at Bauer. So that was their main thing about Bauer. They also had a thing about uh, Lindor. I, I, just, I don't know because, I mean, Lindor would have to play shortstop, but do you really want to move Seager to third? Not if it potentially know. means pissing him off and him not coming right. back. I, Lindor's right. not worth that to me, in my opinion. That's why the LeMahieu thing made much more sense to me. You sign LeMahieu, he can play third, he can play second, play first on some days. So, like, he kind of gives you that Kike thing without playing the outfield and obviously a way better hitter. Holy shit. Yeah, I forgot that LeMahieu was on a third base. So, but it's getting a little loud in your background, as we can all hear. Uh, I'm going to move on to the MLB news. If there is any more free agents you want to talk about, just feel free to unmute yourself when they're done making noise. Uh, and then we can go back to talking about them. But in the meantime, very quickly, only two things. Uh, the MLB owners meeting and winter meetings have been canceled due to COVID. They'll be done virtually. Uh, kind of a big deal because I feel like a lot of those things lead to stuff every single year winter meetings are always so exciting as fans that week they're in wherever they're at vegas san diego florida whatever the case may be so that's a little bit of a bummer i feel like more deals happen when gms and all of them are in the same place agents are all in the same place so that might also be a little bit of a hit on free agency um, another thing is off-season deadline dates. Like we mentioned earlier for the Rule 5 draft, the deadline for teams to add players to the 40-man roster, protecting them from selection in the Rule 5 draft is November 20th. The non-tender deadline is December 2nd. So the non-tender deadline means at some point in December, the free agency pool is going to all of a sudden become bigger because there will be teams that decide not to tender a contract to players. And if they decide not to, they will then become free agents. So we'll have more free agents to talk about come December. 
And then when it comes to arbitration eligible players, if they have not signed and have not exchanged a proposed salary, uh, that is all due by January 15th of next year. Arbitration can always get a little ugly depending what's going on. If you remember the jock situation last year, it got a little bit messy. Uh, so Dodgers do have a few people that are in arbitration they will have to work out with. Seeger, who's probably going to be owed a ton of money. Uh, I think Walker Bueller, but I don't see them having many issues getting that done with them. So that was really all I had. Um, if you're. Uh, yeah, um, I'm just trying to go through this quickly. I also on that chat, there was talk about like Marcus Simeon and Edgerton Simmons. Doesn't make sense because obviously Seager plays shortstop and again, moving Seager might take him off. So those don't make sense. Two good players, especially Simmons on the defense end. He's like a wizard over there. Uh, so, yeah, those didn't make too much sense. There was some second baseman other than um, LeMahieu and Wong that they talked about. There was Jonathan VR who can play a different position, a bunch of different positions. Uh, also, Tommy LaStella because he plays second and third, but um, was he 32, 33? Uh, good players, but I, I think this lineup needs more righties than lefties. So, I would say no to VR and LaStella. Um, and again, the shortstops, even though they're both right-handed, they are taking Seeker's spot, and you just don't want to piss Seeker off. Yeah, that, yeah. And it's not, not when you're talking about potentially the people that would be replacing him, they are not better options. Uh, but hey, DJ, DJ LeMay is a righty, so if you guys want to pick him up, that'd be dope. Um, I would not mind it at all. He'd be fantastic. Or we can always get George Springer. <laughs> no, they cannot. They cannot. I don't, oh God, no, I would be so mad. Even though he's probably like the nicest Astro from that team, I'd still be pissed off. Probably, yeah. But no, I, don't, I don't think they do. It's just bad optics. I don't think they do that. No. Yeah, no, especially not but, after winning. For the, it probably yeah. would not be worth it. So, yeah. but that was all I had. Did you have anything else for this week? Uh, no, that was it. Cool. Um, so so uh, yeah. as far as I know, Dodgers, if you can sign Hendricks and LeMahieu, and let's do this again. Yeah, let's win again. I'm I'm looking forward to some back to back uh back to back World Series gear, World Series champs gear would be cool. Plus I've got zero interest. And not that I care. I could care less if any fan base says our World Series isn't legit, but I'm it's legit to me, so I don't care what anyone else has to say. Uh but it would be pretty nice to shut everyone up and do it again next year and just show that this team is legit and they can get it done. But baseball is insane uh just found out today every every division has won the world series in the last six years like every single division al central nl all of them so um the chance of the dodgers repeating would be very minuscule but hey it happens you never know sports are crazy we've got the best team in baseball really should be no one even virtually close to us who won in the who won in the al central oh the royals, royals? yeah they started okay. it they're the ones who started the six-year thing and then you have okay. the AL West Astros, NL Central Cubs, AL East Red Sox, uh, NL East. Who, yeah, who, I don't Wait. remember anybody in the East winning. No, that might have been wrong then. The whoever West said, Whoever said that on Twitter must have been wrong then. Because that was from Twitter. Wait, who, who's in the East? Phillies? The last time the Phillies won was like, what, 2009? Yeah, maybe they got confused because the Mets were in the World Series, but they didn't they, win it. They lost the, yeah, they lost the Royals. Yeah, so maybe that, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I yeah. think all of them have won it except for the NL East. <laughs> yeah. They have because the AL West the Braves, won NL The Braves should have won the World Series this year, if we're being honest. Should yeah, have. they probably should have. But, hey, can't blow three-to-one leads like that. But uh, Poor um, Atlanta, man, because the 
the, the Falcons, Falcons blowing yeah. a 25 point lead in the Super Bowl. Oh, they ruined yeah. so many fans that year. Even non even non Atlanta fans, they destroyed that year. But uh, yeah. So hey, um, World Series champs. <laughs> I'm going to probably say it every single week because I love it. I'm proud of it. Um, but with that said, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Please make sure to leave that rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does mean the world to us. Follow us on social. Uh, you can find me, Randy underscore Radcliffe. And you can find me at Michael Konu, M-Y-K-A-L-K-O-N-U. And we will catch you guys next week. Have a good rest of your night, morning, afternoon, weekend, whenever it is you guys listen to this. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. See you later, guys.